here. And if you're a visitor, you're in good company because I am too this morning. <laughs> good to be here this morning. We're looking for the Lord. We're looking to Him. We need Him this morning. We need His touch. We need His power. We need His grace. And so if you've come here this morning looking for Him, He did make a promise. He said, draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. So if you need a word from the Lord this morning, I hope you find it. Brother Terry's fixing to come around in a moment. It's so good to be here this morning. Sing with your heart as into the Lord. I'm telling you, this choir did unbelievable last weekend, didn't they? And I think that they can outdo themselves today. I think they can. And if you really ag them on and really smile at them and really amen them and really just, 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 just stoke them like you would a fire, I believe it'll be really good this morning. So we're going to look to the Lord in prayer right now. Ask God to help us. Ask the Lord to meet with us and meet our needs this morning as a sister plays off as soon as she does. But Terry's going to come on and lead us in song. Father, we are grateful for your mercy. We are grateful for your grace. We are grateful for the reality of God. We ask you this morning that you would make yourself known to us this morning. I ask, Lord, that you would, Lord, exalt yourself in our heart. Lord, and I pray by the power of your spirit, Lord, that you would meet every need in this place. I can't see the hearts. We can't see the hearts. Father, Lord, we know the one who does know the heart, the inward part, Lord. And I pray that, Lord, whatever the need is this morning that you would touch. I pray, Father, for those that are here that don't know you. But this would be the morning that you would draw them with cords of love to yourself. Lord, that they would be saved. I pray for that one this morning that needs encouragement along the way. I pray, Father, for that one that's just about out of breath and fatigued, Lord, and tired and lonesome. I pray that you would meet that need. Thank you that you are the sufficient Savior. And Father, as we lift our voice in song this morning to extol our God, to extol the God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob, to extol the one who died for us and praise the one who died for us, let us sing, Lord, Father, this morning in power and demonstration. We ask that you would touch. Help us to speak to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in our hearts to the Lord. As we look to you this morning, be with us. Manifest yourself to us. And whatsoever you do, we'll be sure to give you thanks and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, amen. Brother Terry. Let's all stand, page 50.
I want you to absolutely sing. I'm not trying to get you whipped up and in some kind of way, but I want you to sing from your heart this morning. And on that chorus, the music is going to drop out, and we're going to sing it a cappella now, okay, on that last chorus. Brother Terry's fixing to come lead us and sing this morning. I, this is what I ask of you. Sing like you're not sorry that he saved your soul. <laughs> what do we deserve this morning? Well, we deserve eternity and judgment. We deserve eternity in hell. There is nothing good that we deserve. But look at us this morning. Look where we're standing. Look where we're at. Look at the favor God has had on you and me this morning. Not sorry about that, Brother Terry. Sing it out. Fall out on that last chorus. Sing with all your heart this morning.
something about I'm redeemed.
Thank you, Zach. How's everybody this morning? Good. Got a good looking group out here this morning. Uh, let's, let's get ready to give this uh, morning to the Lord, and uh, I'm going to give a few announcements here and then uh, get out of the way. Uh, October the 8th, we're going to have choir practice right after the morning service. So if you're in the choir, please uh, make sure you take a note of that. Uh, October the 22nd, there's going to be a ladies' meeting after the morning service uh, to put out prayer journals together. So, uh, ladies, you know what y'all have been uh, putting together as far as prayer journals are concerned. Uh, on the 22nd, um, stay after the service. I believe y'all are going to eat lunch and then put those journals together. Uh, November November the 4th is going to be the officer's banquet. Uh, still not sure where we're going to go. Maybe Smith House. If you got any suggestions on that one, uh, please let us know. Uh, let's see. This morning, I believe, Jack, you want to meet with the Happy Pilgrims again right after service? All right, right after service right up here. Yeah, with the Happy Pilgrims, uh, meet with uh, Jack Hayfley. Uh, this morning, uh, do a little bit of uh, something different this morning. The ladies got together about 930 uh, to have a prayer before service in the fellowship hall. And uh, Leo had a very good point. While the ladies are praying, why are the men just milling around? So we're going to get together about 932, and we're going to pray for the service and pray for the day. Uh, so this is what we're here for. We're here to, 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 to praise God, to serve the Lord. So let's start the morning out right. So please, come in for Sunday school. Be here by 930, and let's start the day out right. Uh, one more announcement. There's some sign-up sheets in the hall there. Uh, some stuff for the Happy Pilgrims, I believe, is on there as well. Uh, check those sign-up sheets out, and uh, please put your name down. Thank y'all.
was preaching. He said his job every Sunday morning, just the thing he done, this special thing he done, is he got his son ready for church. His son was just a little boy and said, Daddy, while he was combing his hair, he said, Daddy, why do we always got to go to church? He said, well, we go to church to worship the Lord. It kind of threw him off a little bit. Well, it's just, it's what we do go to church. We would go to church to worship the Lord. My son said, okay. A minute later, he said, Daddy, why, why do we love the Lord? He said, oh, I've got Bible for that one. He said, so he's just putting on his shirt. He said, we love him because he first loved us. And for God so loved the world, son, that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So it said, okay. And the son sat there and asked this fellow, my friend, he said, Daddy, why did God love us? I ain't got no answer for that this morning. And you don't have an answer for that. I don't know why he loves me. And I don't know why he's been faithful to me. But it's who he is this morning. It's who he is. Now it'd be really healthy for us. Be really healthy for us. To from our heart. Look to him as she sings this last verse. Again to us. Be really healthy for us. To thank. God for how faithful he's been to me. Inwardly in your heart and a heart of fullness as the Spirit of God is dealing with your heart. Inside of your heart this morning, if you want to break for an altar and do nothing more than say thank you God and go back to your seat, whatever it is that you feel God nudging you to do this morning, I want you to be obedient to the Spirit of God. Listen, we ain't running no show this morning. This is no production. This is no some kind of Broadway coordinated event this morning. This is God stuff. This is the Holy Spirit's realm right here. And you let him work in your heart. And you let him do what needs to be done in here. If it's nothing more, sit right there and just thank God inwardly. Whatever you need to do, you do it. She's going to sing that last verse again. You be obedient to the Lord this morning.
I'd hate to leave this service this morning and hadn't known I'd have been as sensitive to the Lord as I could be. Wouldn't you? I'm talking about as sensitive to the Lord as I could be. He's sensitive this morning. And he's easily offended. He's a gentleman this morning. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on you. He's not going to force you to know him. He's not going to force any type of thing on you. But I believe he's made himself aware in this building this morning. I believe he's made himself known. And that's a special, special thing. Special thing. There's a lot of churches that today they're going to just come in and they're going to walk right back out. They're going to come in. They're going to sing their three songs. This person's going to sing. This thing's going to get said. The pastor's going to give a sermon and they're going to go home. They're going to come. They're going to go home the same way they came. But when God stirs, things happen. Things change. Our hearts are geared in the direction they need to be geared in. Our minds are centered on one central theme this morning. And how about that theme? The faithfulness of God. I couldn't preach a better message this morning than that subject right there. He's been faithful. Why? Because he loves us. Why does he love us? I don't know. Watchman Nee, the Chinese pastor and the Chinese preacher who suffered persecution at the hands of the Communist Party over there years ago. They imprisoned him. He preached so many. He preached and gave his whole life to preaching the riches of Christ. Gave his whole life to that. Gave his whole life to preaching the deep things of God. Positional sanctification. Walking in truth. As deep of truths as you can go in this book. And they arrested him and put him in prison. He had no paper, no Bible, no books, no clothes, no nothing. And when he finally was deceased after years of being persecuted, they walked into his prison cell. And on a little piece of paper, about that big, Brother Ron, he said, the greatest truth in the universe is that Jesus loved even me. That's as deep as it goes. Did you know that that's what heaven is going to be about? That for the ages to come, he might show forth the exceeding riches of his goodness. That's what heaven's going to be about. What does that mean? That means a thousand years from now, he's just going to show us one more thing and we'll shout for a million years. Man, isn't the Lord good this morning? The Lord is good. Amen. The, the book of Hebrews, chapter number one. Thank y'all so much this morning. The book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter number one.
Thank you all so much for that wonderful singing. Hebrews 1. I promise I'll be brief. As brief as I can be. <laughs> now, y'all, I know you're looking forward to Sunday afternoon with your family, and we want to be faithful to give what the Lord's given us. Hebrews chapter number 1. If you found your place, say amen. 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 If you haven't, read along and listen along with us this morning. Hebrews chapter number 1. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. And upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins. Sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Being made so much better than the angels. As he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. I'm interested in Hebrews chapter number 1 and verses 1 and 2 where God, uh, the Word of God says, God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by His Son. I want to preach to you just for a little while this morning on this subject. Simply put, and a simple question, what does God have to say? What does God have to say? Father in heaven, thank you this morning for your mercy. Look our way, we ask you, Lord. Every heart and every individual in this place, in this building, I ask, Father, that you would soften our hearts to Christ this morning, that you would help us as we turn our gaze towards you. Father, I ask, Lord, that you would help us to hear what you're saying to us. Father, I pray that you would speak what we need this morning. Father, I pray that our, that our heart would be tenderized. And I pray that our ears would not be closed, but I pray that they would be open by the power of your Spirit. Manifest yourself to your people this morning, I do humbly pray. Father, I pray, Lord, that we would hear your commandments. Father, I pray this morning that we would love you. And I pray that you would manifest, Lord. We need you. Oh, how we need you. Be with each and every heart here this morning. <clears throat> and as we look to you, <clears throat> because, Lord, as your disciples said, to whom shall we go? For thou hast the words of eternal life. And as we look to you this morning, Father, help us, Lord, now for just a moment. Lord, as we sit here and gather around your word, as we've known, Lord, your presence, your spirit, as we've known and seen what you're doing, we ask this morning that you would help us for just a little while as we look to your word and desire to preach 
what's on our heart this morning. For it's in Jesus' name we do humbly pray. And the church said, what does God have to say? Well, it's been wondered and supposed by many who wrote the book of Hebrews. And if you've studied your Bible long at all, and if you've read any commentary at all, or looked at any Sunday school lesson or all, at all, or been raised in church at all in Sunday school, and if you're not, if you've not, that's fine. It's always been up for debate on who wrote the book of Hebrews. Obviously, we know that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for an instruction. But it's often been argued, wondered, and supposed who wrote this letter to the Hebrews. And I'll go ahead and agree with the majority that it most likely was Paul. But it was not Paul that the Hebrew believers needed. It was not Apollos that the Hebrew believers needed. It was not Peter that the Hebrew believers needed. But the Hebrews had many questions and concerns. They had many doubts and they had many fears. But my friend, the answer that they needed to all of their questions is contained in the first word of the first verse of the book of Hebrews chapter number 1, and that is God. And the same individual that the Hebrews needed that was God is the same individual that you need and I need this morning. It is God. It's not a new leaf that we need turned over. It's not some kind of new program that we need to get on. This morning, you need God and I need God. There is no other greater need that we have this morning. There's no other greater situation. Listen, you may have a need for a bill this morning, but you need God. You, haven't made that. you may have a health need this morning that you need the doctors to touch, but who do you really need? You need God. You have a family situation that's brewing inside of your home this morning. What do you need? Oh, you may need a counselor, but who you really need is the counselor of counselors this morning. You need God. It is God that you need, and it is God that I need. You need God in your life, and I need God, my dear friend, my dear sister, and my dear brother. We need God this morning. What we need is a blessed visitation from Him. What we need is what we felt in our hearts this morning, that prodding around in our soul, that manifestation to you and I, that Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of His dear Son, Sit in our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. That's what we need this morning. We need God. Bless the Lord. Thank God. Well, what does God have to say? Well, firstly, this morning, firstly, let's notice that God even spoke. Just the reality that God would speak to us and all considers the reality that he desires fellowship. Have you ever desired fellowship with anyone that you didn't want to speak to? No. No, if you, if you, if you didn't want fellowship with someone, you probably just wouldn't speak to them much. But God has spoken, which implies that he desires fellowship with you and I. 
You don't speak to anyone that you don't desire fellowship with, but thank God that he does desire to speak to us, and he does desire to speak to you today, dear brother. And he desires to speak to you today, dear sister. God desires to speak to the hearts of men, women, boys, and girls, and he's got something to say. He's got something to say this morning. God, who at sundry times and in divers' manners, how did God speak in days gone by? He spoke by his prophets. You know the... Prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah. He spoke by these men to his people. It's a more distant measure, granted. It's God speaking to a man, speaking to a people, but God did speak. And the Bible tells us that at sundry times and in divers' manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets. Well, what did he say by the prophets? Well, Jeremiah warned about the Babylonian exile and called for repentance of his people to walk right with God. That's a good message to preach. Let's walk with God. Let's repent of our sins. Let's get right with God because of how cold we are, because of how distant we are, because of how we have despised his word, his will. Let's get right. That's a pretty good word, isn't it? God spoke through Ezekiel and said that he would restore Israel. God spoke through Daniel and talked of future empires rising and falling. And he spoke of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hosea spoke and God spoke through Isaiah and spoke of his faithfulness to his people. That, uh, Hosea's wife Gomer had went away and uh, Gomer searched her out and sought her out and loved her because of his faithfulness. And God said, I'm faithful. Joel prophesied about the day of the Lord and the restoration of Israel. Amos condemned injustices to the poor and weak and called for righteousness. Obadiah told of judgment of Edom for a hostility toward Israel. That's what God said through him. God said to Nineveh through Jonah, repent or else you'll be destroyed. And I say that that same message, my dear beloved, is still alive to the American nation that we live in. If we don't repent, there will be judgment. Matter of fact, we're seeing that judgment already in our nation. What is judgment? It's when God turns a people over to their own sin. That's what's happening that we're seeing this rampant pride in sin, this rampant, uh, this rampant uh, fist curl in God's face, my dear brother. That's judgment of God. When God turns a people over to them own selves. 
And God encouraged, and God said through this man, through this man and Jonah, that they should get right with God in Nineveh. Through Micah, God said judgment is coming. Through Nahum, God said judgment for Nineveh on sin is coming. Through Habakkuk, he questioned God about why the wicked prosper, but God said rejoice. I'll make your feet like hinds feet. Zephaniah, God said, I've prepared a sacrifice. Just wait a little longer. I'll judge the princes. I'll bring the prideful uh, people of the royalty down uh, by, my, by my strength. Haggai said, God said, rebuild the temple in Darius' reign. God said, I'll shake the earth. In verse number 6 of chapter number 2 of Haggai, stay with me this morning, church. Zechariah, God through that man said in chapter 6 and verse number 13, I'm going to put a priest and a king on the throne. That's what God said. What are we talking about this morning? We are talking about what has God said. God said in Malachi I am the Lord and I change not. But what did he tell us uh, by that great prophet, by that great man who approached, uh, who approached God in all of his glory? What did he say by that man? What did God have to say by that man? In Isaiah chapter number 53, he said, Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are what? Healed. What does God have to say this morning? What does God have to say to you today? You say, Brother Jay, I need a word from God. Well, what does He have to say to you? What does He have to say to me? What does He have to say to my family? What does He have to say to my situation? Turn with me, if you would, in the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew chapter number 17. This is what he has to say to me and you this morning. Matthew chapter number 17. <clears throat> Thank God. Matthew chapter 17 verse number 1. And after six days Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John his brother and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart and was transfigured before them. That is to say that they saw the absolute resurrected Jesus Christ in all of His glory. And His face did shine as the sun. 
and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with them. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. That's just like us, ain't it? When the Lord gets to showing himself, when the Lord's about to speak, when the Lord's about to do a work in our heart, we get so excited and so out of the way that we build altars and temples to things that do not even matter. We start supporting God and telling him what he needs to do. But this morning, we need to just... Hush up for a little while and see what he's got to say. What does he have to say this morning? Peter said, Lord, this is a great moment. I see Moses here. I see Elijah here. Let's start constructing a temple right now. One for Moses who gave us the law. One for Elijah who went up in the great chariot, the great prophet of Israel who defeated Baal on the mountain with all of his people. And rain and fire came down out of heaven followed by rain. Or rain followed by fire. Lord, let us build temples to the three of you. But this morning. Here's what God has to say. While Peter yet spake. In verse number five. While he yet spake. Behold a bright cloud. Overshadowed them. And behold a voice. Out of the cloud. Which said. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And it's okay this morning, saint or sinner, in this service, if you haven't heard the Sunday school lesson. It's okay if you didn't really hear the beautiful choir singing. It's even okay if you didn't hear that precious song this morning sung. But I would implore you the will of God and what God is saying in this service is that Jesus Christ has pleased the Father. Hear ye Him. Bless the Lord. Hear Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is what God has to say. God speaks to you by his son. And God said, hear my son. So what about him this morning? Hebrews 1 and 2. The Bible says, God hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son. Whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. Point number one, God's appointed Jesus Christ heir of all things. That means Christ runs the show this morning. That means that Christ owns it all. 
That means that Christ has been appointed heir of all things. Every good thing you need this morning, Christ has got it. <laughs> Everything and every heart pain that you have inside of you, the Lord Jesus Christ has that this morning. Mm. I'm about to preach. What is God saying this morning? God is saying that he has made the worlds by Christ Jesus. Verse number 2 of Hebrews 1. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. What is that? John chapter number 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Without, by him are all things made. And without him was not anything made that was made. Jesus Christ made it all. Now, how many of y'all enjoy going to the beach? Well, that's a split crowd. I need to be careful right here. Excuse me. How many of y'all enjoy going to the coast? How many of y'all enjoy going way back yonder in them pretty mountains? He made all that. That... That cool breeze you felt this morning on your face as you got out of your house. He put that together and made it blow. That grass that keeps growing in your yard that you got to keep hacking down. He's given that life. Who is, Brother Jay? Jesus is. <laughs> Those pretty rivers that I love to fish out of. Those woods that I love to set in and watch them deer run around and them foxes run around and try to shoo off them coyotes that messes my deer hunting up. Jesus made all that. And without him, none of it was made. That's what God's saying this morning. Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. So not only did he make all the things in this world, but he made the world itself, and then he made every other single world that's out there by the what? By the word of his power. I believe in a big bang. Let me say that again. I believe in a big bang that Jesus Christ spoke and bang, there it was. Oh yeah, there was a big bang, all right. All things were made by him. The Milky Way, the galaxies, the stars, the millions of miles in every direction that you can look around this planet. Jesus cried, the very oxygen that you're breathing in this morning. Jesus Christ made that. Hallelujah. Jesus is what God is saying this morning. The brightness of his glory. What is that, Brother Jay? In verse number three, who being the brightness of his glory, Christ being the brightness of God's glory, that is God, the glory of God. I don't know if you've ever studied that. But the glory of God is simply just the value of God going public. 
And somewhere around 2,000 plus years ago, there was an angel that came to a little old Jewish girl, a little old virgin, a little old gal somewhere, and said, fear not, Mary, you're going to have a son, and his name will be Jesus, and he will deliver his people. The, the, the weight of the government will be on his shoulders. The Prince of Peace will be his name, the Everlasting Father. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The brightness of God's glory. Jesus Christ. His infinite value. Going public. Christ is the treasure this morning. Hallelujah. You say. What does that mean brother Jay? It means there's nothing else more valuable than him. He's the express image of his person in verse number three. You remember old Philip over there in John? The book of John chapter number 14. You don't have to turn. But he, he, they, he wanted to see the father. Them boys have been following him for a while. They said, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and it'll suffice us. Show us God. We want to see God. We want to see a, a move of God. We want to see a, a stirring of God. John 14, verses 8 and verses 9. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father and it will suffice us. It'll be enough, Jesus, if we see God the Father. It'll be enough. And what's just as important as what is said this morning is I believe how it was said. It's hard for us to get a picture of that. It's hard for us to get a picture of that in the word of how it was said. The Listen, you can say something 17 different ways and say it a different way. And you can either be in a fight before you get out of the building. Or you can be having a good time with everybody around you. I just believe that Jesus, after Philip said, show us the Father. That he looked at him and said, Philip. In verse number 9, have I been so long time with you and yet thou hast not known me, Philip? How many, how many of y'all are saved in this building? Say amen. amen. When's the last time that it ever occurred to you that God is Jesus and Jesus is God and he's still with you? And has he been with you this long and you've not known him? Talking about knowing him. God is the Son. The Son is God. The Holy Ghost is God. God is the Holy Ghost. The triune God has these three are one this morning. And one person, three different people. Bless the name of God. Jesus Christ is the express image of the Father Look at this. He upholdeth all things by the word of his power. This, this earth is doing like this right now. At a thousand miles an hour. Right now. Can you feel that? No. 
I'm talking, ain't none of us ever been here unless we've been in, uh, my goodness, have any of y'all ever went a thousand miles an hour? I, I have not. I haven't. I've seen a lot of videos of people's face melting off nearly. When they hit those big G's like that, whatever they call it, I don't understand all that. Some of you pilots help me after the service. This earth is spinning like this right here at a thousand miles an hour. And then if this is the sun, it's in orbit around that sun right now. And Jesus is keeping all that in motion. There's a heart pumping in that chest right now and there's one right in here. And I don't know how it does all that. I don't know where that life comes from. I mean, they can explain how your heart pumps and the, they can do all that, but they can't tell me how that life got in there and in everything that it's alive, that's a, that everything that's, that's just alive all around us and the animals and you and the stars and the, the molecules in the water that are alive. What are they searching for out there in the universe? They're searching for life. In him was life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. God is saying to me and you, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And I wish that you wouldn't hear me just turn off my awful delivery and my raspy voice and my slobbering self and my sweating self. Don't listen to me, but hear the voice of the one tonight that cries from eternity. Jesus Christ. Hear him this morning. Hear him. Hear him. Hallelujah. Because he's the express image of the person of God. He upholds all things by the word of his power. And I want to say this this morning. He holds you up. And he's holding you up right now. Right now. By himself purged our sins. I'm done right now. I've been 29 minutes and 46 seconds. Jensen Franklin will go two hours up yonder today. <laughs> I know some preachers around here that'll go four hours. Mine may be one of them. No, I'm cutting up. He by himself purged our sins in verse number three. If y'all are still with me, say amen. amen. There ain't no greater subject to preach about anyway this morning. Those Hebrews had been sacrificing cows and doves and lambs for hundreds of years. Thousands of gallons had been shed of blood that rolled down the hill from the sacrifice's altar down to the bottom thereof and pulled up and collected. And this had been going on for hundreds of years. Thousands of gallons. But Jesus Christ had no help had no sucker, had no uh, encouragement. He by himself uh, purged our sins. He stood alone. Has that ever stirred you before? Do you know what it feels like to be alone? Brother Ron, your, your wife has been sick. It's tough to come it's tough to come to church alone, isn't it? I drove over here last Sunday when Charlie was getting Charlotte ready. I drove over here for, 
for Sunday school and she followed me and I drove over here alone. But there's no one that's ever experienced or suffered the loneliness like Jesus Christ suffered when he alone and by himself purged our sins. He had no help. No help. He stood alone, despised and rejected of men, Isaiah 53 tells us. We did esteem him, stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Nobody wanted anything to do with Jesus Christ when he stood to purge our sins. He even looked up to heaven and said, Lama, Lama, uh, Lama Sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Eli, Eli, Lama Sabachthani. Why have you forsaken me, Lord? I'm alone. I'm by myself. I came to do your will. I came to please you. He paid the full price, and he didn't need my help, and he doesn't need my help right now. He didn't need my help on the day he died. Well, bless the Lord. I'm about to have a shouting fit. I think I'll go ahead. He didn't need my help on that day, Brother Terry, and he doesn't need my help today. He's Jesus Christ. He is the fullness of God. He is everything. He is God incarnate. And God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. But this morning, he has something to say to you. What does Jesus have to say to me, Brother Jay? What is God saying? What is Jesus saying? He said, come. What's he say to his people, to his children, to you? He says, come, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. What's he say to me, Brother Jay? I've never trusted Christ, Brother Jay. I've never believed on him. What's he say to me? He said, come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. And I'm done. Lastly, this morning, he has sat down beside his father. What did he say? He said, It is finished. What happened, Brother Jay? He sat down by his father and said, Father, I did all your will. I did what you told me to do. Into your hands I commend my spirit. He went to heaven, placed his blood on the mercy seat, and has by himself purged. Listen, God who at sundry times and in divers' manners spoke in times past to us by his prophet, but hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son. You say, Brother Jay, I need encouragement. Oh, you need Christ this morning. You say, Brother Jay, I need to hear from God. You need Christ this morning. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me and shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself 
unto him. Have you heard his voice today? Have you heard him moving and shuffling around in there a little bit? Have you experienced him? I'm glad I can get in my little old car here in a minute with my little old wife and my little old baby. And Brother Terry, I can know that I've heard the voice of Christ today speaking to my heart. Now, I'm fixing to ask you to bow your heads. I'll go ahead and ask the piano player to come, whoever that is, Sister Megan, if you come on. I'm fixing to ask that we all bow our heads, and I'm fixing to ask that you get honest with God. I want to give you an opportunity to respond to Him this morning. You say, Brother Jay, I've heard Christ this morning. What does Christ always say? He always says, come. Some of y'all have already prayed this morning. Some of y'all have already done business with the Lord today. But what is God saying? God is saying, Christ. And what is Christ saying? Well, Christ has got a lot to say this morning. Well, he says, take no thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. He says, your heavenly Father knows the things that you have need of. He says, I'm the way. He says, I'm the truth. He says, I'm the life. That's what Christ says. That's what Christ is saying today. Christ says, as he looks over his people, he wept. He said, how oft would I have gathered you together? Basically, as a chicken does her chicks, as a hen doth her brood, but you would none of me. I wonder this morning, would you take part in him? Would you have part of Christ? Oh, the church has looked in so many different avenues, Brother Terry. Now, let's just get honest with ourselves. Let's get real, and I'm about done. I ain't went much over 35 minutes, but there. Oh, we've looked for everything. We've looked at everything. And I am not implying that anything that we do to try to help people is a bad thing. I want to tell you, men, I wish I could go back and put one sentence on that question. About what's the priority of the church? I wish I could go back and put one sentence. The priority of the church. This is it. Is to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ. Not colon, not semicolon, not oh yeah and.
What does God have to say? God has to say this. This is my beloved son, whom I am well pleased. And hear him. Listen to me this morning. Until we see that Christ is everything, that he's it, He's the beginning, He's the end, He's the starting point, He's the finishing point, He's the power that we need, He's the strength that we need, He's the ability that we need, He's the language that we need, He's the movement that we need, He's the solution that we need, He's the answer to the equation and the problem that we have. Until we see that Christ is all, we won't go very far. I'll ask you and I'll ask me, both of us this morning. I'll ask us, like those men ask him in the New Testament, what think ye of Christ? What do you think about him this morning? Is he just a mascot for your team? Or is he the whole operation? Is he the whole game? Is he just something that we make mention of every now and then because it's what we do? this morning God said I have spoken through this one I've selected him and he is all and he is in all I ask you this this morning what's your relationship like with Jesus Christ what's your walk like with him this morning I believe he's been speaking I believe he's been moving I want us all to stand around the building with every head bowed and with every eye closed. I want you to be honest with yourself. Say, Brother Jay, I I just don't know. challenged in my heart this morning to look to nothing and look to no one save Jesus Christ. Those boys asked of those disciples that were following the Lord, buddy, they had some, they thought they had some power, they thought they had some ability, they thought they had some Somebody, they were slick, they were ministers of the word, they were powerful, they were strong, they were capable, they were charismatic. And those people that were listening to them said, Sirs, we would see Jesus. Ron, it's not me people need to see. No, sir. It's not my ability. Y'all, I'm pretty weak. I do the best I can with the talents and the abilities that God has given me to try to exalt him, Brother Ron. But it ain't me folk need to hear. It's that still, small voice. Sinner friend, I pray you've heard him as we've tried to exalt Christ this morning in the congregation. I pray he's extended out and reached his hand inside of that heart around this place. I hope that as this service has been transpiring, you've just sensed something and been made aware of something this morning that you need Him. Child of God, you say, my walk with God's just a little bit off. For some reason, I can't seem to get it together. I'll, I'll be good for a week and then I'm blown out for a month. I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that. Oh, my counsel to you this morning 
is what you need is not this and that. What you need is a person. And the person's name is Jesus Christ. God selected Christ to fill those holes in your heart. Bless the name of God. Not a doubt in my mind. Christ is the Lord. Now, we're fixing to dismiss. When we leave this morning, I ask you, church, to go home with Christ on your mind. I ask you to go home See, God said, without me, you can do nothing. Without who? Christ. The Bible said, by me and I and you. You can't bring fruit by yourself. You can't bear fruit by yourself. You can do nothing by yourself. He said, I can do all things through what? Through who? Through Christ, which strengtheneth me. What can you do without Christ? Nothing. You can't even breathe. You can't even stand up. You can't even see. You can't even hear. You can't even digest your food properly. You can't even go to get food. You can't even afford food. You can't even figure out how to eat food. You can't even remember how to chew without Christ this morning. And yet we just treat him and toss him like around just like he's a rag doll. Toss his name around this morning. But I pray that God in heaven has done something in your heart this morning to cause you to want to look to Jesus. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. He upholds all things. He has created all things. He has made all things. He paid the price. He sits at my right hand. He has done the work. He is doing the work. So worship Him and Him alone. Hallelujah this morning. Aren't you glad to be saved and know this Lord Jesus Christ? Thank you so much, sister. I know I've thrown a lot at you this morning. And I'll be honest, I've preached this message 16 times all week long trying to get here to get this off my heart this morning. But Christ is the greatest message we have, isn't it? Let me say that one more time in case there's any doubt. Christ is the greatest message that we have. Period. He's the greatest song we'll sing. He's the greatest character in Scripture. He is everything and He is all and in all. Well, I've held you too long this morning. I have a propensity to do that. Brother Terry, you got anything this morning, men? Brother Ron, anybody this morning?